I feel like it's been a while since I've gone in front of a camera and recorded myself. I've done a lot of like b-roll footage of like me doing things and me working and not a lot of me speaking directly to the camera in the past couple of months. So I think I'm adjusting to being on camera right now, but we're good. We're good. Um, I wanted to talk about energy leaks, what they are, um, how they show up for everyone and how they show up very consistently for highly sensitive people like myself. And I have no notes for this episode. I am planning on making this a podcast episode. I wanted, I wanted to have a more casual approach. So this is me attempting that, but I am also aware that I have to like get comfortable recording myself and uh, just speaking to speaking to you guys directly and not instead of what I usually do, which is talk to you guys very individually and intimately in like my DMs um, and text messages on calls, all that stuff. So it's been a while. Hi, my name is Dominic. For those of you who do not know me, I am a spiritual mentor certified in emotional intelligence coaching and cognitive behavioral therapy coaching. And I help highly sensitive women like myself overcome their overwhelm and their overstimulation and grow the relationships that they have in their lives, specifically call in and create relationships that are ideal for you and that meet your needs um, by cultivating a positive environment in your life and ultimately harnessing your highly sensitive nature so it works for you instead of it working against you and crippling you, which I know is so common with highly sensitive people. And I can say that from experience. I have been a highly sensitive person, obviously, all my life. That is not something that you become. Um, that's not something that you grow out of. It's a just an ev- evolutionary trait of, you know, who we are. It comes with a lot of benefits. And by harnessing our highly sensitive nature, we are able to thrive in a bunch of different situations and within our relationships. But I feel like when you are struggling with um, being highly sensitive, you're usually experiencing energy leaks. And instead of your highly sensitive nature being something that helps you in your life, in all areas of your life, it tends to cripple you because of some of the downsides of not being able to manage your highly sensitive nature. Obviously, one of those ways is energy leaks, which is what I'm going to talk about right now. Um, I'll just get into it. What energy leaks are for um, me, the easiest way for me to think about it is my mental health symptoms, right? So mental health issues that I've experienced and dealt with were our pri- prime examples of energy leaks that I have faced throughout my life. A lot of my mental health uh, issues that I've experienced, um, again, for those of you who don't know me, I was diagnosed with uh, major depressive disorder, panic disorder, and generalized anxiety um, from very young. And so 
I've come a long way in navigating my mental illnesses, which in order to do that, I had to first manage my highly sensitive nature and self-regulate um, in order to, uh, in general, have a better quality of life and have a better relationship with myself and other people. Now, are energy leaks mental health symptoms? No, but they can look like it. So uh, energy leaks is just anything that takes more energy from you than it gives you, right? So in our relationships, in the work that we do, in the conversations we have, the interactions we have, in how we spend our alone time, how we spend our time with other people, everything that we do, anything that we invest our energy in, we want it to give back to us in the same way, right? Mutually, right? And so when you are in situations where you are giving more of your energy than you are receiving in return, it's very draining. That's the prime example of uh, being drained of your energy, right? And so that's what energy leaks are. The thing is, it can look like, and this is something that a lot of people don't really uh, think about, but it's in the small things. And for highly sensitive people, we are always aware of the small things. It's not like we can control it. That's, that's completely out of our control, right? We're processing all of the details of our environment, including how other people are feeling, how we're feeling, um, the state of a room in terms of mood, energy, uh, in terms of what's actually physically happening. We're sensitive to things like light and smells and noises uh, near and far. All of these things, it, we can't tune out the way that non-highly sensitive people can. Um, so this it makes us more susceptible to energy leaks. For example, um, let's say you're having a conversation with someone and it, it may be just be a normal conversation, but in general, the relationship that you may have with someone is very give, give, give on your part. And you don't really receive the benefits of this relationship on the opposite end, right? Maybe you show up and you're concerned for someone or you're asking them questions and, and being interested and invested in them and their lives. And it could be very simple. It could be, you know, maybe at work. It doesn't have to be like a friendship. It could just be an acquaintanceship. It could be a relationship with a coworker where, or a, it could be literally anything. There's just so many examples like coming to the top of my head just automatically. But um, in these situations and in these, in these interactions with other people, and very surface level relationships as well as very deep levels, um, you're able to be there and be present. And the opposite party, right? The other person you're interacting with, they just seem to be um, speaking to you and requesting things from you and seeking maybe advice, um, just seeking your your great listening skills or um, your insight 
um, requesting physical or, I mean, manual labor, again, depending on if you're at work or at home, wherever it may be. And you feel like you can't do the same or you've tried to do the same and with no return on the energy, right? And I know that was a pretty long-winded example, but it's because so many examples can pop up like this in our lives, especially if you're a highly sensitive person. And so because you are so affected by these small interactions, right? This, the, the very detail of, you know what, you're, you're taking a lot from me in this interaction and, or in this conversation, or it's been consistent, right? And you feel more drained when you're with that person or you're in that situation. It may not even be a person that you are engaging with, but just in a situation and an environment in general where it's taking out of you and your energy is not being replenished. That's just prime example of what an energy leak is, right? How harmonious relationships in our lives have to have to have a give and take, right? And it's it goes beyond the fairness of an exchange. It goes beyond the is this hobby uh, bringing me joy? Is the hard work of solving this problem uh, rewarding in the end when I figure it out? It's these things that chip away at highly sensitive people very easily because you are attuned to it. You are hyper aware of it. And that's not something that you can control, right? That's just, that is what it is. And that's how the world affects you. And this can cause a lot of what looks like mental health symptoms. It can look like anxiety of any and all kind. It can look like social anxiety. It can look like um, uh, ruminating thoughts, right? We're as highly sensitive people, we are deep processors because we have a wide depth of processing. We can process a lot in a single moment and that can lead to overthinking, that can lead to overstimulation, right? That can lead to being stuck in our minds or not being able to keep up with life events and what's going on and or things that need to be done, tasks, responsibilities. And it's not that we don't deliver on those things. It's that we deliver um, in spite of the excessive energy leaks that we experiencing that we experience while completing such tasks, right? Or trying to show up and participate uh, consistently, right? It takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you after a while. And that is something that I've experienced firsthand where it's after a while, once you are overstimulated, because being highly stimulated is something completely different, right? Being highly uh, stimulated is not ideal, but we it's still manageable, right? And everyone has their different thresholds. Everyone has their different limits, but once you're overstimulated, now you can't show up 
as your best self, right? Now you can't um, perform or do the things that you want, you know, put in the input um, that you would have if you weren't overstimulated. And, and this is very general because it touches on all aspects of our lives. It touches in our educational careers, our, you know, professional careers, our uh, interpersonal relationships, uh, all types of relationships that we have, and especially our relationship with ourselves, right? One thing with highly sensitive people, and again, I speak from experience on top of the decades of research that there is on highly sensitive people, we start to feel like failures for not being able to show up and, you know, just be right in life, in work, at home, with our friends, with our families. We can't be so consistent in our presence, in our energy, um, when we are overstimulated and we feel like failures for that. We feel like we have failed either ourselves or the people around us. This is definitely due to the fact that as deep processors, the decisions that we make are based on not just what's best for us, but what's best for everyone around us. Whoever is going to be affected by whatever decision that we are going to make, highly sensitive people are really good at taking that into consideration, right? They see the pros and the cons. They see what works what doesn't work. And if we make a decision, we understand the consequences of that decision and what's the best decision um, of all this, all of all this, well, of all the decisions that we could possibly make, we always choose the lesser of two evils or the best decision at the time. And because we're deep processors, we can be a bit hard on ourselves, um, but that's just because we have more information to to play around with, right? Non-highly sensitive people may not even take into consideration some things in our in, in their environment, right? Like the the people around them, or in general, what the they're not able to always assess the situation in its entirety, the way that a lot of highly sensitive people, they do instinctually because they just have that much more access to the information of their environment. So energy leaks come up all the time, right? For highly sensitive people. I know because for a long time before I was diagnosed with the, um, mental illnesses that I was when I was really young, I had always faced those energy leaks, right? As a highly sensitive child, um, as a highly sensitive toddler, I remember the overwhelm and the overstimulation I felt. And it did not make me a shy kid. That's another misconception. Not every highly sensitive person or child is introverted, shy. They feel like they can't can't deal with the world, can't participate in society. I think that's a misconception that is thrown around a lot, but ultimately 
in order for highly sensitive people to use their sensitivity to their benefit because obviously just based on everything that I've already kind of like touched on in this little tangent, there is a lot of leverage that being a highly sensitive person gives a person, right? In any given situation, there's a lot that we can use. There's a lot of benefits to being highly sensitive. But when you don't know how to deal with those energy leaks, when you're not able to identify, wait, this relationship isn't mutually harmonious in terms of energy. If you're not able to understand or or pinpoint in a situation what's working and what's not working, and because of that, you become overstimulated, and because of that, you are not able to be present and make the best decisions that you can make, um, be the whatever version of you that you feel would be the most beneficial in, in whatever given situation you find yourself in within your environments, that's when it becomes a problem, right? That's be- that's when our lack of self-regulation and our lack of self-management causes these energy leaks that are generally just pieces of information, right? When you're feeling bad and you have like mental health symptoms like being exhausted, um, having a lack of motivation, feeling anxious, um, things like this. These are just pieces of information for you to receive and to do with what you can. So, right, you you find the problem, you find the source of the issue so that you can better the situation so that you can take care of yourself, but overall better improve the situation that you find yourself in. If you're unable to do that, though, it's such a big thing in order to to be able to pinpoint where your energy leaks are coming from. What's what's the source of your energy leaks? What is taking more from you than giving you? This is such a big, it's a big thing to be able to do as a highly sensitive person. And it's a foundational skill that I had to learn for over the span of years of not knowing what was going on, why I was being so overstimulated, what was taking my energy. And it's an underrated skill. It's something that sounds so simple. It's like, well, what's what's your what's your problem? What's causing you distress? What's causing you um, discomfort? What's causing you distress in any situation? If you're highly sensitive or not, this is something that humans in general, we struggle with, right? That's why there's talk therapy. That's why when you have a great friendship or a great relationship in your life and you have mentors in your life, those are big deals for us because we're constantly trying to understand ourselves, right? So that we can understand other people. Highly sensitive people are really, really good understanding others right but when it comes to trying to understand themselves there's a disconnect there we, we don't understand why we don't um why we don't operate and function like everyone else around us right we feel like we have everyone else 
everyone else in the room figured out, but why can't we figure out ourselves? It's, it comes from this lack of education on what it means to be highly sensitive. And that's really the whole point of why I even do what I do, why I show up and talk about these things. So hopefully that was a clear, um, I guess a clear example or explanation of energy leaks and how they can show up for highly sensitive people specifically. Again, I didn't have any notes. I kind of just turned on the camera and rambled. So this is this video will probably be a lot to edit, but hopefully it was educational and helpful. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. And let me know how you feel about what some of your energy leaks are in your life. Like how, how do energy leaks show up for you specifically? What are some energy leaks that you have either always faced throughout your life and you kind of sense this pattern or some new ways in which you didn't realize were, were energy leaks and maybe after this video and this conversation, you understand some of the energy leaks that are showing up for you now a bit more clearly. I'm always interested in hearing from you. It's always awesome and validating, of course, um, to hear other highly sensitive people um, basically share these experiences because the, this is not uncommon at all. But it's a great vocab word, I guess, or vocab term to have in our arsenal as we learn more about how we work, right? So that's all for for this talk. Yeah. See you next week.